Hello everyone. Welcome to my podcast. Today, we're going to be reading some short stories and a couple long ones, depending on how long the stories are. This first one is called The Theater, and it's personally one of my favorites. Have you ever heard of an old game called The Theater? Yeah, didn't think so. Probably because many say it doesn't even exist. You see, The Theater was an old game released around the same time as Doom. Today, if you ever find it, it's only available on crappy bootleg CD-ROMs, which more often than not don't even actually contain the game. The actual legitimate copies that they say were released back in the day feature a blank cover with nothing but the sprite of what has been since named the Ticket Taker. He is simply a poorly drawn, pixelated, bald Caucasian man with large red lips wearing a red vest over a white shirt and black pants. He is completely expressionless, though some say that if you smash the disc, his face is shown as angry the next time you look at the cover, though this is just dismissed as an urban legend. What is peculiar about the theater, though, is that there is no developer named on the jewel case, nor game description on the back. It is simply the ticket taker on a white background on both sides. The game was initially known for its inability to install correctly. The installation process immediately locks up the computer when the user reaches the licensing agreement. Also strange about the licensing agreement is for the theater is that whenever the development studio is supposed to be named, the text is simply a blank line. Anyways, most people who have claimed to owning one of the original CDs that they figured out say that they figured out how to install the game by simply rebooting their computer on the licensing agreement with the disc still inside. Then they are prompted to press I agree on startup. Then they continue with the installation. If a player supposedly manages to find what they believe to be a working copy, they have said that the installer window will freeze and stop responding before you can click your first next. But they do also see, say that their PCs do not lock up. It is, it is the only installer that freezes. It is unknown if these are actual copies or fakes, but it is widely thought that these working copies are just to draw internet attention with no proof of the installation effects. LeBron Popper Upon proper installation, the game then starts up without any instruction besides a main menu that is simply the sprite of a movie theater's exterior on an empty city street. The title fades in, and then three menu buttons, new game, load, and options. Selecting options immediately crashes the game to the desktop. Load is said to not function at all, even if you do have the same game, nothing happens when you press it. Thus, new game is the only working menu option. Once it is selected, you are in the first person view. You are standing in an empty movie theater lobby, with the exception of the ticket taker, standing in front of a dark hallway, which one can only assume leads to the theaters themselves. Or, I should say, the theater screens. There's nothing but to do but look at the poorly drawn, mostly illegible movie posters, or approach the ticket taker. Once the player moves towards the ticket taker, a very low-quality sound clip plays, saying, Thank you. Please enjoy the movie. 
along with a speech box saying the same thing. You then walk into the hallway and the screen fades to black and you're back in the empty lobby and you do the exact same thing over and over and over again. While this may sound like a really horrible game, a number of peculiar things occur as you continue to play it. The number of times that you have to continue into the hall after giving your ticket to the ticket taker before the strange events happen is unknown. Most state that it's completely random and can take anywhere from the first playthrough to the 400th. What happens, though, has deeply disturbed some players. The first occurrence is when the ferret player fades back in after walking into the hallway. This time, they will notice the ticket taker is completely absent. The player then, without any other options, decides to walk into the dark hallway. The sound clip and text box mentioned previously still play in the absence of the ticket taker, but when the player walks into the hallways, the screen does not fade out. It goes pitch black as they walk deeper into the hall, but the player's footstep sounding clip is still playing as they continue to push the up button on their keyboard. Those claiming to have played the original game report to have felt extremely uncomfortable walking down the hallway, anticipating the hallway something horrible happened. Eventually, the player is unable to move forward. There is nothing for a few months before a strange sprite that is described as the ticket taker, but with a swirl for a face, appears and stands before the player. The original players of the game say their bodies immediately froze up and their stomachs churned when they saw the sprite, which has been appropriately named the Swirly Head Man. Nothing happens as the Swirly Head Man stands before them. The suddenly... A piercing screech plays as the game glitches out. This lasts for a few minutes, with the screeching being continuous. Then the player is abruptly turned to the lobby, with all the sounds and graphics being as they should be. The game continues normally for the next couple of cycles of entering the hallway, with a couple of the original players claiming the swirly headman would briefly appear and disappear in the corner of the screen as a brisk yelp sound effect plays. Then, at some point after meeting the swirly head man, the player sees the ticket taker pacing back and forth, though there is no walking animation. The sprite's limbs are completely static, so he just hops up and down slightly as a substitute, with his eyes being wide and his mouth open to simulate a worried facial expression. Some players noted that the movie posters had been replaced with images of the swirly head man, which caused them to immediately turn the character's head away from the posters and approach the ticket taker. Then another, low-quality sound clip plays, but the speech box contains nothing but corrupted characters that cause whatever text that would have been in the box to be completely illegible. Due to the extremely low quality of the sound, it is debated by players what exactly the ticket taker says at this point, though it is widely agreed that he says, never reach the other levels. Then the screen fades out once again and returns the player back to their starting point in the lobby, but the ticket taker is gone and the hallway is blocked by a large brick wall sprite. Touching the brick wall will immediately crash the game, and that's all there is to it. No one knows what the other levels are or how to gain access to them, nor is it known why the swirly head man causes such acute fear in those who have seen him in the game. All the original copies of the theater have either been lost or destroyed but the creepiest part 
is the fact that all the original players of the game claim to occasionally see a brief glimpse of the swirly head man out of the corner of their eyes. That was the first story. The theater. We're going to have another one of my personal favorites that's also well known in the Creepypasta community. Fallout 3 Number Station. Fallout 3 contains several in-game radio stations. The most diverse and important station is Galaxy News Radio. Many players of the Evil Persuasion know that you can kill 3Dog and he will be replaced by the technician Margaret. For those of you who do not know, 3Dog is the host of Galaxy News Radio. Back to the story. Margaret is not a charismatic person and has very little to say, seeming to not enjoy her new announcing duties. She also never appears in person and therefore cannot be killed. Once 3Dog is dead, you're stuck with Margaret. What most players do not know is that under certain circumstances, GNR will become a number station. A number station is a station that broadcasts an unusual coded message. Many of this, these exist in real life, and some hypothesize that they are a nuclear retaliation control network. Simply check Wikipedia for more information about these odd broadcasts as they relate to the real world. Back to Fallout 3. No one is really sure which actions are needed to hear the number station in Fallout 3. It appears that you must kill 3Dog because no one is reported hearing the number station with him still alive. It also appears that you have to skip over the Galaxy News Radio where you help boost the signal so that the station can be broadcast further than just the immediate DC area. This is easy enough to do with either a speech check or simply using the Fallout Wiki to look up where to go next and advance the main plot. Finally, you definitely have to destroy Raven Rock. This is the actual trigger to turn GNR, or Galaxy News Radio, into a number station, and it will remain such for the rest of the game. However, the vast majority of the players who perform these three actions still continue hearing the standard GNR broadcasts, so there must be several more requirements the community has yet to isolate. If you're lucky enough to hit upon the right set of circumstances, just after destroying Raven Rock, you will get the message, Radio Signal Lost, and a few seconds later, Radio Signal Found. You cannot, however, actually listen to GNR just yet because you didn't boost the signal and are out of range of the broadcast at the exit of Raven Rock. Luckily, Raven Rock is situated in the mountains and is right near one of the few places outside DC that you can get high enough to catch the signal. So far, the confirmed location to hear the GNR number signals are within the immediate DC area, Obviously, this is true for the regular GNR throughout the game. At the top of the Ferris wheel at Point Lookout. On the top of some of the SATCOM arrays, you can climb the northwestern map area. On the roof of Ten Pounding Tower, though this may be within normal range. Normal broadcast range, anyway. On the highest point of the broken bridge around Arafu. Again, maybe within broadcast range, anyway. And on some of the highest points of the mountaintops in the area near Raven Rock. This is obviously your easiest chance to first listen to the number station. When you tune in, you will hear an old familiar voice. Three Dog, despite the fact that you killed him earlier. However, you will quickly notice that he does not seem to be in character. 
so I guess it's not technically Three Dog, but just the voice actor Eric Dellums. He reads a num- series of numbers in a monotone, depressed-sounding voice, such as this one, I suppose. He always recites a list of single digits between 9 and 12 numbers long, or characters. For example, 9379172034. He never uses a multi-digit number like 11 or 40. And these numbers are followed by widely varying lengths of Morse code. This is then followed by the song, I Don't Want to Set the World on Fire by the Ink Spots. All other music tracks seem to be inactive on the number station. The Morse code was the easiest part of the mystery to crack, as the code is widely available and many people actually know it by heart. We quickly had a list of a great number of messages in English. Some sounded mundane and even comical, such as, Wash the car today, maybe Chinese for dinner. Or, have you watched my YouTube video yet? I uploaded myself kicking bums in the nuts. You may be saying, but wait, YouTube doesn't exist in the Fallout universe. And you are right. For those of you who don't play the game, Fallout is set in a alternate universe where after World War II, the culture never changed, but the technology did. Therefore leading to a world with nuclear-powered cars that looked like Cadillacs. As far as we could tell, all the messages sounded like they were based in our reality somewhere near the present day. Some of the messages, however, are quite sinister, such as, The Queen has died today. The world mourns, as on days like these, we are all Brits. Or, they finally did it. My God, the noise. I can't take the noise anymore. I have a pistol in the attic. Just recently, a player on the wiki forums noticed a message that brought to light the meaning of the messages. He was reading a thread that collected all known messages transposed from words to English and saw the line 10255528201. I should make a correction. It was 12055282010. What are you talking about? You'll be missed. He realized this referred to the recent death of Gary Coleman, and then quickly realized the numbers were the date and time of death. He immediately scanned through the messages to try and find more examples of this apparent future telling by a game that's more than a year old. The next message he read shocked him and pushed him to enlist the aid of the others to decipher the codes. The message was 94524. Two zero two zero one zero. Accident in the Gulf. Several dead. Oil spill apparently averted. He realized this was the BP oil spill explosion, and the erroneous day one assessment that the well was not leaking. From this point on, all numbers will be transcribed 
is times and dates. All times were given in game and military format. It remains so in this document. Numerous, message, numerous members of the Fallout Wiki message board began looking over the messages to see what else we could learn. We quickly found that most of the dates were after the game had been released. Yet oddly, some were from the path. 2215, April 15th, 1865. He's dead, and blame will probably be placed on that actor, Booth. Johnson better not cheat me out of the payment. This shed new doubt on the official version of the Lincoln assassination. As the community quickly started piling up interpretations of the messages, the mods of the site summarily banned everyone who had posted in or even read the thread. All reference to the number station was removed from the Fallout wiki, and filtering software was put in place to prevent reposting of any relevant information. A few people, however, are trading emails and slowly fi finishing the translation of the remaining messages and putting dates to the existing ones. The Queen has died today. The world mourns as on days like these, we are all Brits. 4.02, March 19th, 2014. Have you, upload, have you watched my YouTube video yet? I uploaded myself kicking bums in the nuts. 2416, December 24th, 2012. I can't believe Britney's actually won an Oscar. 2133, February 27th, 2023. I can't believe they've actually done it. Not long left. They were warned, but they just had to keep pushing the boundaries of science. The noise, I can't take the noise anymore. And the light, dear God. The universe is slowly unraveling around us. I'm not going to wait for death. I have a pistol in the attic. This is actually the only message not preceded by a string of numbers. It may be worth noting that the latest date on any of the messages is one twenty seven, July sixth, twenty twenty seven. That was Fallout Three Number Station, and with that, I think that that's I think this is a good place to sign off for the evening. Well, you see my name, so you know what it is. This has been the Dark Place. Thank you for listening. I'm glad to have you. And please, do stop by sometime later.